Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful, If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits, like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you now. Where's your your video? What are you up to? Mm. Woke up around eleven thirty. You know, early, a good life. Early day. Early. It's. A, I'm feeling good, man. It's only one. Have a coffee in me. How was the, good. How was the coffee outside? It was nice. It, it was nice. It's really nice out today. It's hot now. Yeah, but I mean, it's good because, like, yeah, for me, I just go out for like thirty minutes. When I get hot, I just come in. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be like outside at like a beach today all day. I would die. But yeah, it's good in like short increments. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you up to today? Um, we're gonna go to Gab's friend's family's pool. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We're not gonna go tomorrow, right? I'm on a call. Adam. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's gonna be raining all day. Yeah. All right. You want to jump in? Give me one second. This is this is part of the pod, by the way. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's all part of it. Eh? Okay. You got to give them the the true experience. Pretty fun. Yeah, just get get set up. All right, let's do this. Okay. So, uh, will we lose our sense of purpose in the world without work, Neil? Yeah, it's uh it's a loaded question, isn't it? Um, I think, I think short answer eventually yes, you you would. Um, and okay, maybe I should I, I should say it from from my perspective. Yes, I would eventually. I think, I think work can be challenging and can, can take a lot out of you. And like sometimes, if it's not meaningful work, um, like I've had in in my career before, and you kind of just question like, why is this worth doing? Like, why do I why do I need to do this? Is it contributing anything? But then. You know, you, you take time off, you take vacations, and you feel great. And you accomplish a lot of stuff you've been putting off, whether it's like about your health, like 
just general errands. But I think long term, um, with with nothing to wake up to or nothing to actually look forward to, it you kind of become aimless after a certain point. I think it's a reason weekends and Friday you you love Fridays, you love Saturdays, is because of the work and and the, and the effort you put in Monday to Friday, right? Um, so you gotta you gotta suffer every, a little bit to uh, to appreciate things. I think I think that's true, right? I, um, like for example, when my parents were in Bali. Uh, my dad was speaking to a bartender. My dad was just like breathtaking. It was like the view and like how beautiful it was. And he's like, this is like incredible, right? He's in the state of euphoria. And then the bartender's like, yeah, you know, when you see this every day, it, you don't even think about it, right? He's like, hey, this means nothing to me um, anymore. And and he, we were just talking about this like legit two days ago, right? And I, now that we have this conversation, I think the time off, like the Friday nights you have and, and all the fun you have on weekends, like if you're doing that every day or have the ability to do it every day, will it mean anything to you? I, I don't know. Yeah, you might lose appreciation for it. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you, what do you, in your eyes, what do you define as work? Um, oh, that's a good question. I mean, work doesn't necessarily have to be like a nine to five job. Uh, it could be anything. It could be anything that you do on a, regular to semi-regular basis that um that i guess contributes to society or an organization um so like volunteering i'd consider that work too right um uh work just like what we do i consider that work uh what else even if like you're um and and, and that would also include anything like um well, yeah, yeah, it would include any, anything that you you do for the greater good of either society or the greater good of an organization to build profits, and hopefully they're doing good for society. You can't really oversee what your your general company does in, in building society, but that's what I define as work. I don't know if that's a good definition. But. Yeah, I feel like could be any definition could vary. Like interpretation could definitely vary. What what do you think about? I was thinking about it as. Um, Work is anything that if you if you had like all the money in the world you wouldn't you wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good way of putting it, I think. But but then the the only thing about that is uh a lot of people who have who what let's say become wealthy later in their life will will still work, but just for maybe more noble causes or not for income, like the volunteer or or do consultant things like that. So um, because work can be, I, I think you can look at work, like people look at work, like it's a mandatory, like I don't love to do it. I have to do it, but work can also be super fulfilling. Like some people love their jobs and then would do it even if they had all the money in the world. So I think that's the, the only nuance in that definition. So let's say you take the jobs that people like don't like in the sense that if they had all the money in the world, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it because yeah. you're right. There's like there's tons of jobs that we consider we would call it work but even some people to your point like even if they had all the money in the world they'd still do it because they enjoy it and it gives them fulfillment. yeah so let's say we take the ones that like that uh people wouldn't do if they had all the money in the world like i assume like probably like most truck drivers wouldn't do that if they had all the money in the world right okay, okay. Um, yeah probably like our jobs <laughs> i don't know like if we had yeah, all like, I mean, dude, if, if if you won the lottery tomorrow, like would you still report them to work? I I mean, 
I'd it's a good question. It. Yeah, I think about yeah. it. I mean, I definitely enjoy um, chatting with people, like for, like chatting with friends at work mm-hmm. through my through my work. So, like the actual nature of the work isn't always super exciting. But yeah, if I quit my job tomorrow. Like, I might, I might miss those relationships. Yeah, and 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 you'll lose a lot of those connections too, right? It's, I mean, you might keep in touch with them, but but the reality is you can't keep in touch with everybody you 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 come across in your life. So there's a, a chance that you you never really see or talk to some of those people again. And I think that's also part of the question of purpose, right? Like if you didn't have work um, beyond actually being on Excel and doing presentations, like you'd lose me, you'd lose a little bit of purpose in this, in in just socially it's like the people you see like are you seeing people every day um i think we're fortunate enough to have a really good friend group where we see each other at least a couple times a week and we play tennis and we hang out but certain people like let's say you're you moved to a new city or something and you don't have like a core group of friends or, or don't have a significant other um and if you don't have work it's like how do you even interact with people how do you meet people and i can get that that becomes a real challenge i think with covid there's been a lot of people going through some serious mental health issues just because like they're not interacting with anybody anymore right yeah um, and and that's all part of purpose i think so like how how confident would you say or how likely do you think it is that there, like in the future there won't be a need to do any work defining work as stuff that people don't actually want to do I don't see it in the near future. I mean, I, automation is going to, it's going to hit us harder than I think a lot of people think it will. Um, and, and I think a lot of people who believe that like creative jobs or, or jobs that involve like critical thinking are, are off the table, which is wrong. Um, like Watson wrote a song, like an original song. Um, and, and I think the thing about technology is it, it, um, it's an exponential growth, right? Like once it's able to do this, it's not like it's going to take another five years for it to maybe record, like make a video. It could be another year. Um, so it, it, it can all take off really quickly. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen eventually, but, but certain, I don't know, certain jobs, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think right now, like maybe an example of a job that just can't be done by automation and I'm struggling or by, by um, AI, and I'm struggling. Uh, a job maybe that like can't an, be done by AI. By AI, yeah. Maybe like account managers, like people who, who, um, who interact with 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 um, organizations and like are the point of reference for for selling things. So, for 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 in my world, um, somebody like in a in a media agency who's the account exec who like deals with all of us and like coordinates everything and like delivers a, the creative and, and does all that. I think that might be challenging because having a human interaction there is really important um, to bounce ideas off of. The thing is, is like think about general marketing organizations, like a lot of the people within that can be gone. There can just be two people, like maybe an account manager and like somebody on the, the quick marketing side, on the client side, and that's it. So you have a team of maybe 15 on each, then you have a team of, of two. Um, that's maybe a terrible example, but that's one where I think like the reason sales is so important and people are some people are better at sales than others because of that scale that human interaction scale but eventually it's all going to be ai i think i think i do believe that it's going to take some time and eventually 
we're all gonna because I mean if, if if it's all publicly traded companies who have um who have duty to the bottom lines and to shareholders, you, you can't really you can't really blame them for for doing everything in their power to to optimize profits. Like that's what they explicitly said we're about, right? Like that we will do everything in our power to 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 drive um drive uh profits and, and, and drive value for you our shareholders. So it's a it's a tough situation. I was gonna say something and I forgot. Um, do you do? You, can you think of a, a job that you think AI will struggle to take over or won't be able to take over? Uh, not really. No. Yeah, you can do. You can do so much already. I was at Walmart the other day, um, the one on Desera. Have you been there recently? Yeah, they, they Dude, redid it, it. They they gutted it. It looks totally different. There's no cashiers anymore, man. Yeah, there's it's all self checkout. You think ten years ago there was probably fifteen to twenty cashiers? Yeah. Now I think there's one or two. Two one year ago there was it was five. it was a small self checkout area, like maybe five self checkout machines and five cashiers. Yeah. Uh now there's like and then, 20 to 30 self-checkout machines. Self-checkouts, yeah. And it's funny because people hated self-checkout at first. Do you remember some places rolled it out and then rolled it back, like they pulled it back? And I think they optimized the technology, it got better, um, and now they're they're back everywhere. And and I've at least found that they're they're a lot better than they were five years ago. So like after you picked this question, I started like thinking more about it. Yeah. And and thinking about like what I meant by like sense of purpose. And what I really think I mean is just like people being happy. Like are people still gonna like how are people's happiness gonna be impacted if you don't need to work, essentially. Yeah. And then I started looking into like, okay, what makes people happy? And I was watching like a TED talk and the like they did a study where they it's like a seventy five year study, which is pretty cool, where they had like eight hundred oh, wow. people. Harvard did it starting in like the twenties or thirties or something in the thirties. Mm-hmm. And they tracked these 800 people over their 75 year life and should try to figure out like what made some happy and some not. Yeah. And they said like, simply put the number one thing is just strength of relationships and quality of people's relationships yeah, with people. I think that's... So then I started thinking like, like, okay, in the future are people's quality of relationships with people likely to get better or worse and like i'm kind of torn on it because mm-hmm. on the, i feel like my mind gravitates always to like the bad immediately like I, I think about like okay we spend more time on our phones which yeah is i think like, I mean you're just realists to an extent like we we look at things a little bit more objectively but i feel like people who are pessimists call themselves realists to make themselves <laughs> feel better no, but like, okay. Yeah. Like, so the downsides are you could look at, you know, people spending more time on their phones, less time with people. Yeah. And I think of like things like little tweaks. I thought of it cause you mentioned Walmart cashiers. Like that's a human to human interaction that yeah. used to exist that no longer exists. Longer exists. Yeah. You think of ATMs, like that's an interaction that yeah. you it used to exist with a physical, like a person, a bank teller. Now it doesn't exist. Yeah. The flip side is you might, automate away jobs like 
truck drivers or like people in Amazon warehouses who aren't interacting with people very much. And yeah. So I was just trying to think about like in the future, are people more likely going to have like have better quality relationships or not with people? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. I mean, there's, there's a lot there. I, I think, I think it'll depend on, on so many different things, right? I, I think quality of relationships and in that study, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe it was the way I look at it is, is people that I actually frequently see less so than like a cashier or, yeah. or um, somebody that like I deal with on a, a very short term basis. And I, yeah. it's funny because I think, I think like 20 years ago, people were more welcoming to interactions like that. And they, they weren't as like, they didn't scoff at like having to deal with people or having to call people. But now you like, you go on Instagram and see all the jokes. People like hate calling people, people now, like they try to minimize as much interaction as they, they can. And this is another point. This is just like, I, I see this is a growing trend. Um, like the thing about click and collect that people love is like, I don't have to talk to anything. I order it, I pick it up. That's it. Um, which is, again, it's interesting because I, I, the way the, the study kind of looks at it i don't know how the study looks at it but but that's human interaction we're pulling all that back you would think that people would be less happy about it but it doesn't seem that way but i think what what happens is people focus more on interactions that they actually care about so people that they love people that they want to see um and if that grows uh then then you, you generally be happy at least that's how i see it question is 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 let's say everybody has no work at the same time great you can all spend equal amount of time together right like you have free time now you can figure out a purpose together but if it comes to stages where like let's say you're working i'm not working um and then i just i'm sitting at home for eight hours a day kind of twiddling my thumbs and you're working and then like i, I think that's not going to improve our ability to interact right because like there's a there's a uh well i don't even know how to say it, but there's a, a difference there but if we were all free at the same time we could build those interactions also uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that it'll be, I think it'll be a, a kind of upwards and then downwards. Like everybody will enjoy a lot of that free time and, and people will spend it together and, and have fun. But then eventually people will just like, uh, I feel like they'll, they'll just wake up and it'll kind of be like, okay, what's next? Like, I feel like that happened with, with, with quarantine too. Like the month, first month, like Tiger King was on, people were excited to work from home. People were, we're laughing about it now we're in month three and people are like, it's a lot darker now. Right. And although we're working from home, uh, there is an aspect of like, you're in the same place. Imagine, and, and we still have like calls and we still have stuff to do at home. Imagine you're in the same situation with no work. Like you wake up and it's like, what do I do today? Um, some people are good at that. Like, I feel like you'd be better at that than I would. Like you would find a, you find it, you'd build a schedule, things to do, things to fix around the house. Maybe you'd keep yourself busy. Whereas like me, I, I find that like I work and like my weekends, I don't really plan them. Like they kind of just happen on, I plan them maybe Thursday or Friday night and we figure out what we're doing and we're doing them. And then if I don't, if I'm not actively planning, like it's, I feel like maybe me as a person would just like go right into like video games or just like these, these vices that don't offer as much actual stimuli, like, like brain stimulation. Uh, and then I think that's another difference. It's like, how are you as a person? Like, are you good at, at, at self-managing yourself or are you not so good? And that'll dictate your happiness too. So going back to what you said, I definitely agree. Like in that, that study around relationships, they're talking about like people's close relationships with yeah. their, like, partner and close family and friends. 
But and so you said like maybe if using ATMs instead of going to the bank teller, um, and using self checkout instead of waiting for a cashier, if that saves you time, then maybe you use that time to spend more time with family and friends. Yeah. So that like it's it makes sense to me, but I could also see like I don't think that's necessarily true that like that's time saving is going to be spent with family and friends. It could just be spent on your phone or, or whatever. Like, so my question is like, I I try to think through like, how do we know? Cause how do I say this? Like humans in some way, like we're flawed because like we make decisions that we think are in our best interest, but like clearly aren't. So like we humans can develop, addictions to things yeah like you can get addicted to like bad drugs or virtually alcohol anything that gives you dopamine right so like it's like we can't always use a guide as like what seems to be like what we think we want is not necessarily good for us yeah dude absolutely absolutely so like i wonder in the case of like yes it seems for some reason it seems nicer to be um, like Uber eats, like to just like get the thing from them and not have any interaction. But what if like that interaction that we used to have with the pizza delivery guy was actually like important to our health well-being and like we're missing it somehow. No, it's a, it's a good point. And then I think that's what I was maybe alluding to when I said like it'll happiness will spike initially and then it'll, it'll be a steep drop off because it's nothing to do like with no work, not nothing to do. Sorry, no. If you're not working, you have a lot more time for for these like high dopamine activities, right? So like going out for beers or like um, whatever, doing whatever drug of choice you do, like eating, eating rant. Like your your dopamine goes crazy when you eat like fatty foods, right? So like cooking and eating and trying new things. Um, Uber Eats, so the reason Uber Eats is we love it so much is because it's like instant gratification. You see the order go through, you see the driver coming to you. Like it's like your receptors are going crazy every time you open that app, right? Um, and it'll be great. It'll be great for a little while. Like you're doing all these things um, without, you know, the, the downs that come with work. So it's like up, 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 up. And then you're going to hit a point where like, getting takeout every day is not good for you. Drinking every day isn't good for you. Like this stuff isn't, long-term good for you and the stuff and work which was preventing you from maybe drinking every day or doing whatever you're doing every day start doing it every day that's gonna long-term be pretty bad for your your happiness and your overall health right um what's the saying it's like an idle mind is the the devil's playground is that the the saying i I haven't heard that i haven't heard that way but basically when you have nothing to do yeah like you tend to indulge in vices Oh, true. And yes. things that you shouldn't be doing, right? Right. Um, and that's why a lot of people who, who talk about addiction talk about, like, it's important for me to stay busy and, like, keep my mind. Like, if I if I sit down and I'm just sitting down and, like, doing nothing, yeah, you start craving the things that you shouldn't be doing, right? So staying busy is really important. And, and again, it's just really about certain people are going to be a lot better than others in, like, finding ways to stay busy and finding meaning in, in things outside of work um, than not everybody's going to be able to do that. And that's, I think that's going to be a, a real challenge. Um, what if, do you think, so let's say we consider work like anything that people get paid for. Mm-hmm. Do you think the percentage of people who like their work 
is going up or down? Like if you look at like decades, going down. I, 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 I don't know the data. I don't know the data for it offhand, but I, yeah. I do think it's going down. But I, I think there's a few reasons it's going down. I think I think North American work culture um, is pretty intense in comparison to maybe European work culture, right? Where they have more time off. They're not expected to answer emails after hours. Um, when you're on vacation, I think there's like rules around like you can't really like contact somebody when they're not working either. Like let's say your boss is trying to reach you when you're on vacation, like that can't happen. Whereas it's happened to me um, before, right? When when I've been on vacation, and and I'm really bad at this. Like I've taken my work laptop when I went to go visit the cash in Florida. Um, like I took my work laptop. I saw myself signing in at night, checking my emails, um, and. And you, you kind of think through, it's like, why, why am I doing this? Number one is like, okay, like we're, I'm, I'm a pretty ambitious guy. Like I, I, I like my work and I want to, you know, progress um, in, in, in the, the corporate ladder, but also part of it is, is it's, it's become expected for us because the job market's extremely, extremely competitive. Um, wages have not gone up to the same rates of like cost of living. So the cost of living in Toronto has become incredibly high and, and arguably unaffordable right so it's it, you have that pressure to say like i need to do this because this is like necessity for my survival like maybe my that's maybe the, everybody's did, brain doesn't go there but my brain kind of goes in that loop it's like if i don't do this i'm gonna leave it gonna leave it did any of your managers or leaders do you remember did they do that when on vacation or do you know some some did some didn't um okay because I, so, I was yeah. thinking about this. I feel like it's like leaders who like set the tone for that, like to some degree, like if your managers or whatever are like responding to stuff on vacation, then you feel like you yeah. as well versus if they're not. Yeah, that's a good point. And also it's how they respond to you while you're on vacation. So like, true. it's, it's, if my manager's like, you know, like, why are you working right now? You should get be off. Doing, enjoy your time off, get yeah. off. I'm more likely to get off. Yeah. If my manager is responding to my emails and asking for more, I know that yeah. I need to go on tomorrow, right? Uh, and I've had really good, like my my manager when I worked on the the US business, uh, she was incredible, like super amazing. Um, to the point where like when I'd fly to New Jersey, like I always got delayed out of Newark, like every time, right? And sometimes like I didn't, my flight was at like 9 p.m. and I'd have to fly out at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. because like they were just delayed and delayed and delayed. And it'd be the point where like, I'd let her know, just like, okay, I'm late again, and then be home late. And she'd be like, I don't want to see you online tomorrow. And that's it. She just said, that's it. You had a rough day. Like you flew in and out on the same day to New Jersey, like tomorrow's off, no questions asked. And that was incredible. Cause like, it made you feel like I have support. There are some managers who, I'm not going to say names, but we're not like that. Right? Yeah. Um, it was, it doesn't, doesn't care if it's, it's too late. Like I've sent emails at like 2am to get done and it's just like THX. That's it. The next morning. And it's, and it wasn't like, why are you up this late? Like what's going on? So it's, you're right. The manager sets the tone. Absolutely. Why, why did you say you think uh, like the percentage of people who would say they're happy with their work is going down? What was, Oh, I just, it's, it's you ended up comparing North American and European. Culture. Yeah. I went on a tangent. I think that, I think that, if we're looking at North America, the reason it's going down is because we're expected more of us is expected now, like with every, every company's downsizing and like you're supposed to take on more work the job market's super competitive wages aren't going up. Um, I think those are the three big reasons. It's just like work culture is really intense. Again, 
very competitive job market and wages aren't going up to the rate of inflation and cost of living. So work isn't, isn't becoming like, for a lot of people, it's not becoming um, a means to like grow and, and um, prosper. It's becoming like, this is necessity for survival. For me to pay $2,100 of rent in Toronto to be able to eat, right? And when, when you have that pressure on you, it's hard to enjoy it. How much, how much of it do you think is um, people comparing themselves with others versus the work itself? Meaning like, um, how do I explain it? Like, if you take like a, a manufacturing job today versus 100 years ago, mm-hmm. the job itself, it should be better now just in terms of like safety, safety mechanisms yeah. that are in, in place on the equipment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like from that perspective should be better, but maybe it's worse from a, like we live in a world where like you go on Instagram and there are people who are living the dream. Like they're making money yeah. traveling, um, because they have like a huge following or whatever. Yeah. Like I wonder how much of it is, is due to comparison. To that, yeah. Uh, there's, there's definitely an aspect of it, man. Like, comparison I, I think we naturally just compare ourselves to other and and, and the, the thing about human psychology is we don't compare ourselves to people that we that are that were more fortunate um we compare it to people yeah. that were less fortunate too uh so we're, we're rarely ever like counting our blessings we're more so like like saying why don't i have this right so i think i think it's a, it's a pretty big part and it's just access to information so back in the day people might have been you know celebrities or whatever quasi celebrities and making money while not doing much but we see it every day like bombarding us and now you see it every every time you open instagram you see it you see and people will will just show their best and this this is for everybody now people will just show the best part of their lives on social media so like if you're sitting back and thinking like why am i why am i not doing that it's because they're they're showing their highlights of the years so just just keeping that in mind but um i think i think that's a, a pretty big part of it and i think keeping in mind that social media isn't it's 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 just like any other vice it just your dopamine receptors go crazy like we crave it it's why we open our phones like a thousand times a day now um but but yeah i I can't say it's the only reason because again if you let's say somebody's doing great and then they're super successful whatever and they're traveling the world and they're just you see their instagram but you're you're but you're still struggling with like my job is barely enough for me to pay rent in Toronto. I, I don't know. I still feel like the fact that your job is barely enough for you to pay rent in Toronto is more of a detriment than their lives being so great. Cause, cause their lives being so great. Isn't like a, a direct threat to your well-being, whereas the inability to, to make ends meet is a, a direct threat to your well-being. Right. And we, as like humans or we, we still have that like flight or flight mentality where it's, it's like if if this if I don't have the show, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. This is gonna happen to me. Yeah. Um, going back to like the thing I was saying about like people's happiness mainly based on relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, I feel like technology is making it easier and easier for us to be entertained by things that are not humans like by video games and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I could see, like I could see a future where like there's some kind of like 
um, Siri assistant or whatever, who's just like that people prefer to talk to them than humans because like humans have flaws. We get angry We're we can be, mean. Yeah. we can be mean versus like this kid thing could be programmed to be just like the nicest person to you ever. Yeah. And I just wonder like, there. what is like the psychological effects of that? Like can't even, I guess you just can't imagine. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's, that's a really interesting question. I think, I think we as humans have become less patient too with each other. Uh, like you were saying, right. Humans have flaws. Like we're, we're not, nobody's fundamentally perfect. Um, and you probably get angry at somebody um, about something that you might've done the exact same thing to somebody else. So let's say you call somebody and they don't pick up your calls, don't respond to your messages. And it's been like two days, like, man, I'm just trying to reach out to this guy and like, doesn't care. It's a good chance that somebody's done that to you and you did the exact same thing, but you didn't think about when you did it. You just, or fixating the fact that they did it to you, right? Um, so I don't. The the more that we, the more the, the easier that things get, and the the more perfect that life gets around us. Like for example, food being delivered to your door with Uber, you not having to get up and deal with people. Like it, we're gonna we've become less and less patient. Like if something's not perfect, we we, we kind of go on a tirade, and, and you see this also with like restaurant reviews. Like I, I, I scroll through sometimes, and just because I'm curious of, of restaurants I like, and and I'll see like a one star for something like it took 10 minutes to make. And it's like, like that, that's the nature of eating out sometimes. Like sometimes they're busy. Sometimes things go wrong. Like, are are you really that um, being that vengeful that like you have to wait a little bit longer for your food? It's not like you got sick eating it or something serious. So I think, I think this is actually kind of a real problem with, with just the, how, um, how how humans have come to expect perfection not only from people but from services and and all that and i don't know i don't know if this is a, a connect tie but like it's also particularly maybe why like divorce rates are going up because people expect their marriages to be perfect too and you expect your spouse to to be perfect um but you can work marriages work and like i'm in no position to lecture anybody about marriage i'm not married um i don't have kids i don't have any of that uh but uh, oh, but you're right. And, you're right. But yeah, I, I think there's a part of that, right? Like, there's, I don't have the studies to prove this, but we're just not as patient with each other, and and it's leading to pain um, for ourselves, like expecting perfection. It just hurts ourselves, right? Yeah, I'm very interested in this concept of like trying to figure out like, is the world are people getting happier or not? Like, I feel like. There's no, like, how do you like measure that? Like you have, you could survey people, but like, first of all, people lie. Like if someone asked me like, am I happy? Like, you know, you might, there's, there's potential bias where like, you don't want to, um, I don't know. You want to even make yourself feel better by saying maybe you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's a weird concept to me, but like, I feel like it's an important thing to like kind of have a grasp at. Like that's what we should be like striving towards, like people enjoying lives, enjoying their lives. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about this a little bit during our, our last chat, right? About like the net happiness index or whatever and, and how they measure being content versus being happy and how I think they're oh, yeah. they're two different things. Um, and then the question that you po- like that you just brought up, like somebody asked you, like, are you happy? Um, it's such a 
that's arguably like the most important thing in life, right? It's like, are you happy or are you unhappy? Um, because so much goes into to your happiness or your unhappiness. And if it's like a random person asking you, or think about like who you're comfortable talking about, about your, your life problems with. Very, very few people. Yeah. Um, somebody just asks you like, oh, are you happy? Are you unhappy? Most people are just say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy. Because like, this isn't a person that you want to get into. I'm happy. And you know, and as we humans know, if somebody asks you, how are you? Like, yeah, I'm not doing well. There's going to be fault questions. Why aren't you doing well? What's wrong? And then you don't want to get into it. So you're just afraid to say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. Um, yeah, so we always yeah. ask, like when you see people, you always say like, how are you? Yeah. And like yeah. everyone yeah. says good you're not always good like no and you're expected to say good and yeah i will never say i'm not good the worst i'll say is i'm okay i'm good like i'm okay uh that's like the absolute worst that i'll ever say right uh because again like you you don't want to burden people with with what you're thinking to to, uh the point but i don't know i guess if it's if it's a close friend or something you'll be you might be honest with them yeah that's what i mean right like so that's good people you can pod with and then if it's a stranger um maybe maybe i don't know maybe in some way it still is like somewhat of a temperature check maybe you can still like kind of tell like if they say i'm okay instead of good or Mm -hmm. i don't know where i was going with that but like maybe maybe it is still useful in some way here maybe like if we talk about measuring um maybe this is where not having a human interaction could help if you just do like an online like let's say we do a canada-wide survey available to everybody um you don't have to talk to them. you do it in in the comfort of your own home you can just type and click how you really feel and measure it and 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 um aggregate those results you'd have to find a way to make sure that as many people participate as they can we have like, 35 million people in canada like ideally you get every well children can't do it so ideally you get like 20 million people to do it right um and and, and get those results but i don't know i, I think i also think happiness is like it fluctuates so much on right we talked day to day basis so yeah, like I mean, I mean, content. Really I think content day. is a better yeah. thing to be like striving towards. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think content in terms of like long term um, health is 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 going to be the the most important indicator because not every day is going to be the best day of your life. Not every day is going to be the worst day of your life. But you take that sum average of how many really good days you've had, really bad days you've had, and you you get how content are you. Did I did I tell you about the app I downloaded on my Mac that tracks my mood? Yeah, 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 it tracks your face, right? Throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. So like something like you that. You get results it, for it? Huh? You get results for it? Yeah, like it tells you like it gives you like a score every day for your mood. That's interesting. Ah man, I feel like my face is always just like blank though when I'm on my computer. So just be like, you are neutral today. Yeah, I don't know how I, I'm still a, not a hundred percent convinced on like how accurate it is. Yeah, but it's a it's a cool concept. So, okay, a question to you, Adam. Um, so, would you, if if uh, if you didn't have to work, let's say financially, it wasn't a question anymore. Would you be uh, Would you be content not working, or would you find purpose without? your job currently because i i said no i think long term i wouldn't but i want to put the question back to you yeah i'd have to figure out how to fill my time and like have a routine that i like um so i i don't know what that routine is right now but like it'd have to involve like spending time with people whether it's like playing sports Mm -hmm. 
or like catching up with people or like hanging out in a pool or something like that. I don't Building know. Stuff like Anton. Yeah. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would quit my job because actually, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's a tough question, but here's the thing, right? Like if you didn't have any financial pressures on you anymore, maybe work would be a lot less stressful. Like you would just true. You'd point. go in with a positive attitude. Like yeah, you would, you'd kind of do your, your best. You wouldn't worry about like, is this going to be the reason I get laid off or is this the reason I'm going to be promoted? You just, you, and, and maybe you're more inclined to find a job that you really love as well. So maybe you don't leave the workforce altogether. You just go be a scout for the Leafs now. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think it also, this, this question is going to depend on like your social socioeconomic status as well. Um, if you ask somebody like, is there, how do you feel about purpose for work? Like if, if they were, if they found that they're like really struggling to make ends meet, their answer will be substantially different than somebody who, who was raised in wealth and has a wealthy family uh, where, where work was never really a question of purpose. It was just, I can do it because it's available to me. But if I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it. Yeah. Also, I mean, obviously the organization you work for is really important. It's like, are they forcing you back to work during the pandemic? There's some companies that, that aren't, right? That are saying, like, come back, let's say enough work from home. And, like, you you kind of see that they don't care as much about your well-being um, as they do about policing you and, and watching over your every move. And then that also plays a, a role. And certain companies are like, no, your health is more important to work from home as long as you need. Um, if you want to come in, come in, great. If not, uh, I, I think that plays a role. It's It's how you're treated at work too. There's so many factors. Awkward song. It's kind of nice. Silence can be nice. I did on one, one of the conversations I had was with a guy who was like, he was a random guy I found online. He was like super into meditation and stuff. Yeah. I didn't ask him just about like, like is meditation, like when is it helpful or something like that. Mm-hmm. And anyways, he did, we did like, he did like a guided meditation during the thing and there was like lots of silences. So it was kind of interesting. I just thought of it. I need to learn how to meditate and under silence. Huh? I need to learn how to meditate. I need to like, I'm just really bad with silence. You just get like antsy really quickly. That's why I talk so much. Well, going back to the like the thing I find really interesting is like figuring out like how much we can trust like our guide of like what we want to do and don't want to do as like what's actually good for us. Like me as well. Like I've tried meditating, don't really enjoy it. But everything mm-hmm. you read generally says meditation is good for you. It's so, like that's yeah, an example of cool. like of something that I don't actually want to do would be good for me maybe, or at least that's what like mm-hmm. the research research seems to show. Research so shows. like, I mean, there's no free will, right? So it's not, <laughs> no, so I can't, I can't, I can't get mad at myself. For Adam, not there's free it. will, man. Come on. It's, <laughs> uh, it's funny, man, because like 
there's certain things that we should be doing. And like, you would expect our brain to like, to really hone in and like, like motivate you to do it. Uh, and then that's like oh, meditating or yoga or eating, right? Exercise. But at the same time, our, we're still like, we're still creatures in the sense that we're still, and like, we still have like animal instincts where it's like our brain, the other side of the brain is us like eat fatty food, store fat. Um, don't exert energy because like when you were, when we were cavemen or Neanderthals, it was like, don't exert energy, store as many calories as you need because you need to survive. And then like, there's still this like instinctive part of us that like chases these like things that are terrible for us. And, you would hope maybe, we'd, you would hope we'd know what was good for us. But yeah. And I think, I think over time we're going to shed that, right. It's like maybe in, in maybe not a thousand, let's say 500 years, maybe we've adapted to the point where like our bodies are like, Hey, us um, eating, not eating right and storing, like eating fatty food is leading to us dying, right? So evolution takes place where like we no longer crave burgers. I don't know. That's a, a, a reality, right? We all, all species evolve. We've, we've also become fundamentally less violent as, um, as humans, right? Because I, I think that part of that's evolution because we don't need to be like back then you would fight for land or, or survival. Now there's no need for that. So we all tailored that back, but. We're fighting, we're fighting a battle with our brain, which is interesting. Right? It's like part of you knows that you shouldn't be doing it, but the other side of your brain is telling you to actively do it. Yeah. It's weird. Maybe I'll try meditating today. See how it goes. I'm too jacked up on coffee now. I see caffeine. Like I know how fucking terrible caffeine is for me, um, but... It, it, um, it's too i can't like, i can't go a day without coffee anymore even on weekends we're not working but like if it makes you more alert and awake like that can be enjoyable yeah i mean part of it's also because my damn sleeping apnea which is lovely and um just i don't feel great every day until i get a little bit of a boost of caffeine so yeah, I mean, as long as it's not destructive, but it does. I mean, I can't say it's not totally destructive. Caffeine does definitely. I drink too much. I have trouble falling asleep at night. Like, it's that's on me. I need to do better to to control it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this pool. Yeah, where where is it at? Your Gab's friend says. Yeah, it's like 15 minute drive. Indoor pool or outdoor pool? Outdoor, indoor pool. Um, like, I don't know, maybe no i thought maybe it's like a condo oh no 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 oh, it's her parents house okay uh, have fun man get some Thanks. sun don't be I... anton in kotal <laughs> <laughs> throw you in a cold shower and then you sit there for 30 minutes <laughs> anyways thanks for thanks for doing this i know it's always yeah like, it's not it's not in some ways it's not like as enjoyable as like if it was if it was a convo that wasn't recorded, but like the goal is to make it, like the goal is to get as close to just as enjoyable. Yeah, because I, well, I, I mean, I, I've I talked still to you, see I, you. Yeah, a few times a week, man. So it's not like we're not connecting. It's just we can't sit side by side right now and talk, right? Or the yeah. mic will pick it up. That's the challenge. To me, the way I view it, it's similar to like when you take a picture or something on vacation. Like, yes, in some ways it takes away from that experience in the moment, but then you have like something nice to look back at. Yeah. And when you look at it, it brings back. And other people can enjoy it, maybe. I don't know if people will enjoy this, but you know. I mean, I I doubt it. You never know. 
People maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one that that <laughs> takes that that takes off the, the Adam podcast. All right. Um, All right, buddy. We will talk about whether we're going tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, worst case, just if it's not raining or or if it's gloomy, but it's fine. We can play tennis or something. Okay. Sounds good. Anyways, right. we'll talk soon. Have Thank fun, you. Adam. Thanks again. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.